This is Daniel and Vicki Hagedorn for Preparing Kids for Life at PK4L.com. And our podcast is for all things parenting. This is day 40 of our 365-day journey with you. My wife and I, we are so passionate about helping parents reclaim their rightful place as the number one expert on their own kids. So our podcast focuses on the time-tested principles that any parent can learn and apply to build an emotionally safe home and to help their children thrive. So we talk about every parent's most basic fears because these used to be our fears too. Things like, I don't have what it takes to be a good parent, or I'm not qualified, or I'm going to mess my kids up. And so as parents, we will do anything to help our kids. And since our ceiling is our children's floor, we owe it to them to always be learning and growing. So for the next 365 days, you've been invited into our experiment, and we're committed to walking alongside your journey as your personal outfitters, guides, and allies every day, every step of the way. So in the last podcast, we've been talking about this concept of the fatherless family, and it's there's sort of two parts to it. Part of it is is the, the father who is, for whatever reason, absent from the family physically. And then there's also the father who is emotionally absent. In other words, they're there every day, but they're just not really present. They're not really engaged. And we took a look at some of the reasons for that. Now, I just need to say that, that the, the other side of this is that there are fathers who have chosen to abandon their families. There are fathers who have chosen to remain disengaged from their families. And, and again, even though we're talking about what I believe is, is legitimate, well, I don't believe it's legitimate, but I think it's legitimately true that there's an assault on the family and fatherhood in particular, I don't want to negate the fact that fathers have their own personal responsibility in the matter. You know, one of the things that I think has been uh, a positive in society is is looking at, you know, there are certain things that men have gotten away with for a long time that they shouldn't have because they're wrong. Men should be honorable in the way that they treat women, whether that is in their own home or whether that's in the workplace or whether that's in the street, at the store, wherever they do business. It should just be a general component. Men should be raised to honor and respect women. And of course, I think that cuts both ways. But but it's not really. There, there's almost like kids grow up now with a mistrust of the opposite sex for whatever reason, and there's a lot of them. Uh, we don't have time to dig into all of that today, but this mistrust has has kind of bred this attitude where instead of giving the other person the benefit of the doubt, you immediately assume the worst about them. And you immediately project all of this stuff onto them. And in some cases, like we talked about in the last podcast, the reason for that projection is because of the childhoods we ourselves had. And as I mentioned in the last one too, you, we now have about one in four families growing up without a father in the home. That's, that's huge, huge and and the family is is the cornerstone right it's the cornerstone of of the church but it's also the cornerstone of society 
And, and again, it's it's not it's not overstating the case. If if you if you think that I might be, I, I recommend reading Edward Gibbons' *The Fall and Decline of the Roman Empire*. He he does a great job of of documenting in his seminal work the effect and impact of how the family unit ultimately led to the demise of Rome, an empire, I might add, that lasted hundreds of years longer than we've been around as a country. So in any case, we want to kind of take a little bit of a closer look and talk a little bit more about some of the things we can actually do. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's it's great to sort of identify a problem and, and take a closer look at it and, and sort of take a sober assessment of its impact, but the same way when you go to a dentist, you don't want to find out that you have a cavity. You want to you want to actually have that cavity dealt with and addressed. Mm, so yeah. again, we're not pretending we have all the answers. This is not a sitcom where everything neatly comes together in 24 minutes. Uh, but we do want to start exploring ways that we can start doing that. It's one of the things I appreciate about John Eldridge's work. You know, he's like, look, I, I'm not, th- that's not my, my field. I'm just simply saying that fatherhood and the family are both things that can be reclaimed. Yeah. It's both possible. So I I just, I know that um, one of the things I I like about your perspective, honey, is that you have worked with hundreds and hundreds of fathers and hundreds of hundreds of women who've had fathers. And, And I think you've had, you know, much like I did in the classroom, I think you've had a front row seat into seeing for better and worse the impact of fathers in uh, their daughters' lives mm-hmm. and sons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that um, this has been so amazing to dig into because I have I have definitely worked with people to process through um, the the impact that their relationships with their fathers and moms too. But um, we're talking about dads in this podcast, yeah. so we'll focus on that. And how that has affected them, um, and it definitely, uh, I I think it's it's hard to overestimate the importance of the family, like we've been saying, and of fathers in particular. And I think that in working with people, what I've, Dan, you were talking a little while ago about what can we do to engage today. Uh, to engage in a healthy way with our families and moms too. We it's very it's much much harder to engage in uh, with someone than it is to check out. And and we're I mean we're surrounded with ways to check out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nowadays we carry it around in our pockets and yeah. in our purses all day long with our phones. And when you look around, parents are just as checked out and and on their their devices as their kids really yeah. in most cases. But I think what I love about what I do with helping people through grief and loss is when you go back and heal from some of these experiences, you will find that engaging in the present is much, much, not only much easier to do, but you're, you're drawn to desire it much, much more. Mm. Because I really feel in my heart that a lot of men truly desire to engage but they don't know how. Yeah. And they're triggered by rejection or they're triggered by feelings of being taken advantage of, not appreciated, all of these things when they're not really responded to in the way that they would like to be. And so it's a process. Yeah. You know, it's a process to yep. change a behavior. And sometimes, you know, we talk a lot about that in grief recovery is, you know, being easily provoked or triggered is a low level of leadership. 
And I find that as a parent, I'm tested in that all the time by yeah. my daughter, you know, by a <laughs> yeah, we teen both are, daughter, yeah, yeah. you know, and you can, it's an interesting thing when she acts a certain way, let's say if she acts disrespectful, or if she acts a certain way and I'm triggered to overreact, I have to really look at that and say, how can I be the adult and the parent here and navigate through this in a healthy way to elicit connection yeah. and not division yeah. because I can get... I can feel, you know, insulted or provoked in that way. Right. And, I mean, human. React. It's human. Yeah. It's absolutely human. Yeah. And just react, which does not bring us closer. Because yeah. we, you know, our goal is to um, engage and to have that attachment, that healthy attachment. And um, I love this, uh, Jeremiah 6.16, and it says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. And I absolutely love what Dan was saying in the last podcast about what we desire as PK4L is to share with you principles that we have learned, because each each of us is... is um, what we can do with a map, it's just the same thing that I do when I'm walking someone through grief recovery is I'm not there to fix them or to give them answers, but I am there to help them connect to, to heal from the pain in their life so that they right. can engage. And it's their process. They get yeah. to make the decisions, but they're making them free from being triggered, free from being in fear or um, insecurities, all of those things, so that they're able to really step into the role because we believe, and we will speak this over you in every podcast you hear, we believe that you are the number one expert in the world on your kids yes, and how to lead and raise your families. So we're very excited to dig into this more, and um, I'm excited to hear what Dan has to share. Um, but we have definitely heard it said, as the family goes, so goes the nation, and it can also be said that as the father goes... So goes the family. So we're excited to be on this journey with you, to be allies in this journey too, um, that we can all help each other and grow because we're learning and growing every day. We yeah. definitely are, are in that boat. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of this journey with you, um, with you, honey, and mm. with um, everybody in the PK4L family. So let's jump in. Well, I think one of the one of the things that you you touched on is that um, you know you you you're sort of seeing um, people in some ways at, at their worst because they're they're grappling with grief and loss that has devastated their life on some level, mm -hmm. and just think about how much pain you have to be in to actually be willing to do something about it, right? It's yeah. It, it means that these people are really, uh, really in, in agony in a lot of ways. And, and part of that agony comes from, in particular for a man, is, is when he is unfinished, mm. uh, when he is uh, unfathered. And again, you could, be unf you could have a dad and still be unfathered, you know, because it's, mm. we're looking to our dads to affirm us, to say, you know what, son, you have what it takes, and then help us get there that, you know, put us in place where we can take uh, safe, um, safe risks and then gradually increase the risk. And at each stage, 
be an interpreter of that risk and saying, you know what, keep going and, and keep doing this and you're doing great. Uh, keep at it. Don't give up. You know, th- there, there's an encouragement uh, that comes in that. But if we don't get it, then it has a devastating impact. And we grow up and become unfinished men. And, and we never get that question answered, do I have what it takes? So we try all different kinds of ways to demonstrate that we do. And this is where men get into posing. And we pose. And it's, it's like there's kind of like the one-upman ship. Oh, really? Well, is that a BMW? Oh, yeah, I just got a, just got a new one last year. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So how's work going? Oh, it's going great. Really nice. Yeah, I just got a raise, got a promotion. I mean, like, it's just the, the one-upmanship, you know, and, and of course, a lot of times people do that in a more subtle way. Uh, they're a little bit, as you get older, you get a little bit more clever about how you do it, but there's still that that inner angst that you're dealing with because you have an unanswered question in your heart. You don't, in fact, know if you have what it takes because it wasn't affirmed in you by your by your dad or at least by an adult mentor. Mm. And so it leaves a gap behind. And the worst thing in the world almost always happens with that gap. And that's that we take that unanswered question to the woman. That is the wrong place to get that question answered. And yet over and over and over again, that's exactly what men do. And women aren't equipped to answer that question. It's not their place to affirm our masculine selves. We're supposed to be bringing that to them as, as a way of comfort, as a way of protection, as a way of honor, as a way of respect. Not, hey, what do you think? And, you know, I, rem- I mean, I remember this painfully you know, as a, as a young man and being so insecure and so many times, I mean, I just, my thing is I I would have this way of just running myself down in front of women because I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to create the impression that I was more than I was. And of course I didn't think that I was very much, so it wasn't hard to do, but the, the point is, is that I was always trying to get that question answered. Right. And Again, it's it's just it's just the wrong place to ask it. It's kind of like if you have an Apple computer calling up Bill Gates and saying, "Hey, can you help me with my Apple computer?" Wrong guy, wrong guy, you know. And and it's it's just that when this happens, this is where you start to see all kinds of distortion and dysfunction. Because now men are trying to get from a woman something that they don't have to give. Mm. They're not supposed to, right? Um, men and women are made to be complementary, not, not like codependent. You know, codependency is not a relationship model that yeah. we're supposed to be following. It's supposed to be a complementary synergistic relationship, right? That's that's how men and women are supposed to fit together. And and that happens when your question is being answered by God ultimately. Mm. 
if our identity is not sourced in who God is and how God thinks of us, then, then we're going to be looking for an identity in all sorts of places that, that even then won't get us. You know what's interesting? I worked for years in entertainment publicity. And I worked around people that were extremely famous, extremely wealthy. They had the lifestyle that probably the average American thinks to themselves, if only I were them, then I'd be happy. And you know what I found? Now, not, not every single person, but the overwhelming majority of them are small, unhappy, bitter, fragile, demanding, egocentric, borderline narcissistic people. And I, I'm not saying that to be like judgy or I'm better than, I'm saying that, it, you know, it's just sad because they seemingly have everything that you're supposed to have to make you happy and that doesn't. And I think that's a lot of what explains their mental and emotional state. Because can you imagine what it would be like to have the thing that everybody told you is going to make you happy and then it doesn't? Mm. To to say like my whole identity is in, you know, the latest movie that I've done or the latest TV show that I'm in or the latest whatever and your whole identity is in that. Well, guess what happens? It gets forgotten. I mean, just think to yourself right now, can anybody name the best actor and best actress, best screenplay, best movie, best everything from four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, last year? I mean, some of you who are movie buffs, maybe, but for the average person, this is quickly forgotten because identity that isn't strong enough to hold your identity. It isn't strong enough to cement it. The only thing strong enough to cement who we really are is God. And when we find ourselves in God, when we step into who God is and God loves us immensely, then then we can start untangling this this mess. And I love what John Eldridge talks about in Fathered by God because he walks through and he's again, it's not a it's not a science book, okay? He's just saying, look, these are the these are sort of the stages that men go through in their development. And if they miss a stage or if they go through a stage but in a very dysfunctional way, they are left unfinished. And God needs to intervene and heal them and repair that so that they can be finished, so that they can step into who they were meant to be as men. And of course, that's probably a longer conversation than we can do in the podcast here, but and that'll probably be an unfolding conversation as we as we continue to, to to come back to this topic. But for now, it's really it's really about finding our identity in God because whatever is unfinished in us, God wants to finish and complete as men. God believes in you. And you know, if there's anybody if there's any men out there listening that are wondering if they have what it takes, let me tell you something. You absolutely do. You absolutely do. And God is waiting to intervene if you will let him and heal up and bind up the wounds and get you going again. He's got a map waiting for you to explore. And it's awesome.
it's awesome because it really is it really is an adventure you know one of the things that i i love i mean i love clearly i love john eldridge but um we he he says this in in the introduction of father by god he says we no longer live either as a society or even as the church with a father view of the world meaning we don't really look at things through the lens of a father any longer because think about how fathers have been well treated how they've been viewed how they've been demeaned and and degraded right They've been made fun of so much that no one thinks of it's it's that's too patriotist or not what's the word patriarchal and mm. you know all that right. Um, the view centered in the presence of a loving and strong father, deeply engaged in our lives, to whom we can turn at any time for the guidance, comfort, and provision we need. See, that's what fatherhood is. Fatherhood is not some authoritarian dictator ordering the family members around. He's not sitting there on his his lazy boy throne, you know, issuing orders from on high. He is deeply engaged in the lives of each member of that family. He has made himself available so that we can turn to him turn to him for guidance, turn to him for comfort, turn to him for provision when we need it. All of these things, that is fatherhood. Mm. That's fatherhood. A loving and strong man, that's fatherhood. And see, the thing is, is that's actually an occasion for hope because the life you've known as a man, the life I've known as a man, is not all there is. There is another way, a path laid down for centuries by men who have gone before us, a marked trail. And there is a father ready to show us that path and help us follow it. And so, I, again, I just encourage you, if, if any of this is resonating, if any of this is stirring things up, I, I so encourage you, in fact, I'll I'll include a link in the show notes to to the book um, Fathered by God because I so strongly recommend it and I think you will find uh, an incredible wisdom and healing. John Eldritch has a way of putting down in words what you were feeling in your heart but had no idea how to express. He's just a master at that and I think you're going to find a lot of healing there. So Thank you so much for listening. Uh, there are, again, hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there. You chose to give us the precious gift of your time by listening to ours. We're so grateful for that. Check out our website, pk4l.com, for more resources. And please click on the link in the show description and download your free ebook, Building an Emotionally Safe Home, as our gift to you. Remember, we are with you every day, every step of the way. Until tomorrow, have a great day. Thank you.